1: Hello, my name is Dr. Joseph McHale from the Translational Genomics Research Institute in Phoenix, Arizona. And with me today is a myeloma expert and friend and colleague, uh, Dr. Noah Buran, who is an associate professor uh, at Hackensack in New Jersey. Noah, always good to see you. Thank you for joining me today.
2: Thank you for inviting me.
1: So we're going to quickly talk about a case where we think about how are we managing first relapse in patients that have had autologous stem cell transplant and lenalidomide maintenance. Now, this is not, of course, all patients, but I would argue a significant fraction of our patients are still undergoing stem cell transplant due to the evidence for it. Many are still undergoing lenalidomide maintenance. And now that we have so many choices at first relapse, it's worth having a discussion around it. So let me share a case with you, Noah, and maybe you can... give me some insight as to how you'd think and approach it. So this is a 64-year-old African-American gentleman. We know myeloma is twice as common in individuals of African descent who had standard risk myeloma. And he was treated about four years ago with VRD, bortezomib lenalidomide dex, achieved a very good partial remission, underwent a transplant, achieved a complete remission. So I would say pretty standard for that to occur. And then we placed them on lanolinomide maintenance, 10 milligrams, three weeks out of four in January of 2020. And about three years later, so just over three years later in March of 2023, he now starts to have a climbing M spike, which when fully evaluated, he has 30% plasma cells, but no high risk features yet. His biochemistry is essentially normal as is his CBC, although there's a little bit of a blip in his creatinine. And now his M spike is 1.7 and his light chains are climbing such that his ratio is up to 18. So, so Noah, you see this person in clinic, What what's your sort of initial approach and thought about how you would uh, uh, treat this patient?
2: Yeah. So this is a very typical case in many ways. Um, but I think this case is important because it brings up many points. I think the first is um, risk stratification in our patients and uh, although this patient was initially characterized as standard risk, our methods of characterization are not always perfect. And it turns out that uh, about a three-year and change remission with lenalidomide maintenance after transplant is less than we would expect in a standard risk patient. And so I would consider him to be functionally high risk. So we have to take those considerations in mind when we think about our next treatment. We also have to look at, is he developing end organ symptoms? And it looks like this is more of a biochemical relapse. So we do have some luxury uh, in terms of time on our side in determining our next course of treatment. So certainly we want to present this patient with a few options. I think I would change him uh away from an IMID-based regimen. So I would consider probably carfilzomib with a monoclonal antibody such as daratumumab or isatuximab as um, an, an excellent choice. I think uh, the The downside of this option is that it does require frequent visits. And remember, this is chronic therapy. This is not going to be short-term therapy. So we have to incorporate whatever we choose into this patient's life. He's 64. He's relatively young. Is he going to be amenable to coming on a weekly basis or sometimes even more for infusions uh, for the relatively long-term? Another option is to use a monoclonal antibody with pomalidomide. So I think Um, We don't really have head-to-head data on uh, which regimen is better. I think if we look at just hazard ratio alone across studies, the combination of a carfilzomib with a monoclonal antibody would be probably better, but um, I would give that patient the choice.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, you've raised all the key points, right? Biochemical versus uh, rapid uh, progression, uh, risk status, class switching, and the good news is we have choice for this person. I I, I totally agree with you. I think. Uh, I tend to prefer a carfilzomib-based regimen in this context. One of the ways that I, I try to make it a little bit more amenable to the patient is that I'll try to use carfilzomib weekly, and then after several months, especially if they've had a deep response, which we expect, uh, instead of just giving it, you know, weekly, three weeks on, one week off, I may even drop the week two and give it every other week, and that's actually what we ended up doing with this patient with a uh, monoclonal uh, antibody. In this case, we use daratumumab, but now based on the ikema data, I'm using a lot of istratuximab. So. I think we're very aligned in this thinking, and I really love in conclusion the way you said uh, that we really want to give the patient choice. We don't just come in with a a final decision. I think we have lots of choices with this patient, uh, but thankfully he's done very well on the uh, DKD regimen. Thanks very much for your input, uh, Dr. Buran, and thanks very much for the audience for listening.
0: You've been listening to CME on ReachMD.